right, here we are on our weekly little chat, This Week in Outrage. So what this is is a little show that we do about uh, kind of things we saw in the news this week, memes and so on, and see if we can chat about those things. Might be outrage, might be something else. And then we see if we find anything humorous about it, or maybe sometimes important or serious. I don't know, a little bit of both. And uh, so this is not anything like uh, my other podcast called Outrage Overload, which is a science podcast about outrage in society and politics and lowering the temperature. This is a little fun show that we do. Well, we, we hope it'll be fun. We just informal. We don't we don't edit this show. We just record on our phone and we just do a quick little chat. So I'm David and I'm here with Lisa. Hi, honey. Hey. And it's also our opportunity to share stuff. We, we didn't want to share our week because we want to save it for the show. So that's kind of how we end our week usually. Uh, so that's what this is about. So let's see. Where do you want to start today? We want to start by making you a cocktail. All right. That's a good place to start. So yeah, so we uh, spend about an hour on this, usually chatting about things that happened over the past week. And anybody that wishes to maybe bring up an item they saw in the news or something they want to chat about, but they're, they're, they're outraged of their week for them, feel free to jump in the queue. Or uh, you can also send a chat message if you uh, just want to suggest a topic or something for us to talk about. So that's there if anybody wants to jump in the queue. And otherwise, I'm waiting for Lisa to finish our cocktails, and we'll jump into whatever the first topic is going to be. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, tasty. Yes, it is tasty. We are drinking gin gimlets tonight. I have a, a few callbacks in my list. Mm. You want to start? Oh, you want me to start with something? All right, well, um, so, well, let's start with this dress Senate, U.S. Senate dress code thing. Oh, okay. Is that on your list? No. Yeah, I mean, there's, maybe there's not that much to say about it, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. It seems like, A, we're making a big deal out of nothing in some way, but at the same time, I'm kind of old school, and so I appreciate them having a dress code. So, um, I mean, I'm curious I just don't get why it's such a big deal to a do it and then and then like who's even, is Fetterman really the driver of this or are there are there others? Okay, so since I'm not up to date on the dress code, so they're trying to relax the dress code. Is that what they are trying to do? What's the dress code now? Well, I was going to ask you the same thing, but I think it's a business attire, which I think basically means a suit. So Kristen Cinema hasn't seen that. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene hasn't seen because they they wear stuff that's inappropriate. You shouldn't be showing your sleeve, your arms. You should always be wearing sleeves. Cinema's wearing a cutoff denim jacket. So who's who's the problem? Well, the sta- yeah, and I guess the standards for women's attire were relaxed prior to this. Um, well, because they couldn't wear pants. Specifically so about them- showing arms in Kristen Cinema, actually, yeah. Yeah, and well, but they before they couldn't wear pants, and then you know they were allowed to wear the pantsuit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cinnamon wears jeans. Cinnamon, cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon. She wears jeans and that that cropped, cut off, uh, arms cut off denim jacket thing, vest, I guess, whatever she wears. But yes, I do believe there should be some respect to the. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think so, and I, but and I also get the idea of exceptions too, like like. Um, you know, if you get surgery or something and, 
you know, putting a suit on is kind of un unrealistic because you can well, otherwise do your job. I you, totally get that. Is this also to help, um, what's his name when he went through cancer and he was wearing the um, bandana thing on his head? And yeah, I was, I don't know if it, if it relates to that. It seems like people are really blaming most of it on Fetterman, which to me, I have to say that's kind of a disappointment in Fetterman. Like, why is he making such a big deal about it? Just wear, just wear a dang suit. You're a grown ass man. But is he making, I've seen, I've seen him in a suit in lots of pictures. Right. I don't think he wants to wear his gym shorts and his sweatshirt. No, he floor. literally does want to wear his gym shorts and sweatshirt. Apparently that's what, that's what's being said. By who? Well, this is by Axios, this one I'm reading now, but that's what they're saying is part of the reason to it is that he wants to wear his gym shorts and sweatshirt, which, you know, I, I just don't think that's cool. I mean, I like the guy generally, and I think he's for the people and all that, but I just think there is there is some tradition here and there is some kind of a decorum. And I guess I'm, maybe I'm old school. I don't know if other people agree with that, but- Yeah, hey, grandpa. Totally, but get off my lawn. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I don't know what, what your thoughts are about that. I, don't... Um, I wasn't really, I, I didn't think he was the one pushing it as much, but I could be completely wrong. And, and, and if it's, if it's an exception for like, while he's recovering from things, maybe that's again, I'm more open to that than having to change the rules entirely. Um, I mean, it seems like there, there could be a, a room for some, temporary changing of the rules for our accommodating specific situations. But anyway, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but. Well, I thought the Democrats are voting against it. I don't know. I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, so the AP news says that. Um, but I was just curious what your thoughts on it were. Uh, it may just sound grumpy and old school, but I sort of like, how hard is it to wear a suit? It's just not that hard. <laughs> I mean, you're elected to the Senate, you know, you're second most powerful people, you know, second most powerful job in the government. So supposedly. But did they actually have to, I mean, before, let's take Fetterman out of this whole thing. Um, uh, oh, okay. So he was wearing, uh, Fetterman was wearing shorts and tennis shoes and stuff, but he wasn't. He would vote from the doorway. He wouldn't come onto the floor. I don't know. That's just weird to me. The whole thing's weird. I, I don't know. It seems like people are, I mean, he's making too much of a deal of it, I think, and other people yeah. are making too much of a deal of it, but. I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think the people who are making the loudest deal of it have already been violating the current grip dress code anyway. Yeah, so yeah. here's a, a good thing I saw that, I, mean, I don't know if it crossed your radar, good but. Good thing. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be outrage, but. <laughs> um, tennis legend Billie Jean King was nominated by a bipartisan group, hence I like the word bipartisan, of senators for Congressional Gold Medal. I think that's cool. It's the she, highest civilian honor. She did not only, she did so much for women's tennis and women's sports. Right. That, um, yeah, 100% doesn't matter. Uh, if she's gay or not, what she did for women's sports is uh, pretty remarkable. And she would be the first individual female athlete to receive the award. I'm surprised by that. I'm very surprised by that. But I think we've had cool. some pretty crazy great uh, women Olympians, and no one else has ever been nominated, nominated for, for that, that for that particular award, the Congressional Gold Medal. So anyway, I thought that was cool. But no, that's fantastic. 
All right. So what outrage did you have this week? Well, another call back going back to Bobo. Who, uh, <laughs> back there again. Okay, that's a story that'll never end. It'll I mean, never end because she just, okay, we, okay, let's just end it. Let's just go past it. But, <laughs> you know, she, uh, her apology just basically. Oh, the apology just keeps worse. making it worse. Yeah, it makes it worse. Just keeps making she it worse. She keeps digging herself into it. But, um, so, do you know the um, country uh, western singer um, Marin Morris? I do, do not. She's a little teeny tiny thing who's okay. very popular. All right. Um, I've listened to her music. It's it's fine. It's not my jam, but it's it's fine. I think she's abundantly talented. Well, she has announced that she's leaving country music because the Trump MAGA crowd has ruined it interesting so she's going to just switch over to pop music she's not going to tour with the other country stars she's not going to be a part of uh promoting the country you know like the country music awards and all that she doesn't want any part of it hmm. interesting yeah she's after the trump so years people biases are on full display and it reveals who people really were and they were proud to be misogynistic and racist and homophobic. And she doesn't want anything to do with that. All right. So this actually leads me to what you want to talk about it more. I mean, well, I think do you that, have a comment to that? Well, that's my comment, I guess, is that it kind of leads me to, you know, it's look in the mirror sometimes too, because calling everyone in her concert racist and homophobic and all that is, is also sort of, you know, on the, on the uh, dignity scale is not high. <laughs> no, it's not high, but you could also say that, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I? Um, it didn't feel like a fit for her. It didn't feel like a fit for her. So why couldn't she just say, I don't want to be any part of that? Well, and there's also that idea. There's also the problem of the people that sort of exhibit those kind of behaviors are the loudest voices in the room. So you can pretty quickly make bad judgments about the whole group if some people really bring that stuff out. Uh, and don't get called out for it because people just don't want to argue with them. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, um, to me, though, just the comments that she makes there kind of remind me of the um, dignity index, right? And and uh, the scale and how to, you know, sort of maybe make your case without being, uh, without um, uh, attacking, attacking people, right? No, what she's saying is I'm not going to, I'm not going to support this anymore. And by playing those concerts, she was supporting those, um, those, uh, those, you know, those people. So she's backing out of that, saying, "I'm not going to do that." If you, if you want to come, I'm not going to go on shows where I'm sharing the stage with people who have an audience as such. And if you're just a Mary Morris uh, fan, you probably are, you know, not any, you not not a MAGA. Uh, Republican anyway she was part of she was just part of that show so it's I think it's I think it's saying look no I'm not doing it yeah so but I mean what do you, on the part of the dignity scale what do you want her to say well you know maybe you guys we should all be happy it's what she's kind of what she's doing well no and that's a misperception about what the index is but okay, the index is sort fine. of making your point without you know exhibiting contempt for the people that you're talking about well if she doesn't want to travel with those people anymore how is she going to make that point why is she, what is she going to say i just don't want to travel with you anymore 
Well, yeah, she's. I guess. I guess she would want to say, "I don't." It seems like they have positions that I'm not comfortable with. What's she saying? Yeah, but she calls them out in very specific ways. She calls them ma uh, MAGA Trumps. Well, and, Trump then, and then misogynistic and racist, homophobic and, and transphobic and yeah, and racist. Uh, and that's generalizing, right? So that's the other bad thing you're doing. You're throwing everybody okay. into that one bucket. Okay, you're Marin Morris right now. Okay, right now. And you know, say I want you to come travel with Big and Rich, and you're gonna say, "No, thank you." And I'm gonna ask you why. What are you gonna say? Well, I mean, you could just say I have to. No, what are you saying, Marin Morris? I, I'm. I, I. I think you. You. You maybe wanna. I. I. I think you can say it without being. Say it. Attacking. Well, I mean, I think you can say. I've been, you know, I've had trouble with the, the percentage of people in the audience. There's a percentage of people in the audience that's caused some trouble and I'm not comfortable with that. And so I'm not going to participate. You don't like that? <laughs> no, I think that's also not really saying what she wants to say. Well, I get that. I get that. And, and there's probably a better way to say it than what I'm saying, but I, I guess what I'm talking about is labeling like that is part of the way that you show contempt for people, right? So, you know, trying not to label people because she doesn't know that they're all racist and homophobic. Not everybody that wears a MAGA hat are all those things. <laughs> if she's feeling threatened in those crowds and performing for those crowds. Well, and that's what you say. I'm feeling threatened in those from these crowds. But that also puts her on a weak offensive where she's just, where she's taking the power saying, I'm not performing for you. Our dog is snoring. Uh, our dog is snoring. <laughs> All right. Well, but let's anyways, circle. I so want to circle back to the dignity index at some so point. At some point. But you and I are going to sadly disagree on that. Yeah. Probably. Because yeah. I think that, especially as a woman, I think that sometimes you have to be that freaking blunt. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, okay. I'll give you that. So, what, where do, do you, you want to go next? Do you, do you give me that? I mean, she's going to quit either way. So, she's going to do what she's going to do either way. Yeah, but she can do it by telling you, "I am not going to support transphobia." Homo um, yeah, homophobia. Right. I'm going to play in in uh, arenas that, and you know who else kind of did that in a way. Who? was uh garth brooks did he yeah and isn't he in, like in trouble now with the magic crowd like no. they don't like him now no they don't like him because he said i will sell bud light it in my uh crowd and if you're trans uh gender you are welcome to come to my show you will be welcome with open arms and come on and if you're gay or you're transsexual whatever you are come to my show you are welcome he also has the, uh, a platform where he doesn't really travel in those uh you know concert groups where it's a bunch of performers at one he does his own stadium himself so he it's easier for him to do that mm -hmm. yeah well and obviously he has enough of a following he doesn't need that group yeah is he technically a crossover artist not really no well we'll probably he might be, but I'm not really. I consider him a, a country western, or country. It's not country western anymore. It's just country. I guess it's just country. Uh, they probably have multiple different kinds of country. I don't know. 
I don't know all the categories or genres. <laughs> okay. So did you hear about Jeffrey Clark? No, I don't think I did. Do you know who Jeffrey Clark is? Isn't he one of Trump's guys? Yep. Yeah. He's one of the Trump, one of the um, uh, Georgia 19. Wasn't he going to be like he wanted to make him attorney general or something? It probably did. Yeah, and they, they everyone else said they were going to resign if he did that. So, but he, no, I didn't hear. He also new. he he uh, put in a petition to have his trial moved from um, Fulton County to the federal court. And how'd that go? Well, he didn't show up for the hearing. He was supposed to. Yeah. Um. The uh, judge was not inclined to um, enter his written statements as evidence because he didn't show up for the hearing. Um, and also the judge declined to admit portions of a supporting affidavit by former um, Attorney General Meese because the guy didn't show up for the hearing. But yeah, but the case isn't settled yet, or that question isn't settled yet, right? Uh, well, yeah, but it's not going very well. Right. I mean, basically, it seems to me that if Meadows couldn't get that to happen, I don't see any. And Meadows like showed us. Well, yeah, but also he has a much better case than Jeffrey Clark does. Why, why do you not show up? I don't know. Why. Is it contempt? Like, is he just like, screw you guys, I don't need to show up? I, I don't know. Is he inept? I don't know. Yes. Yes. So it'll be interesting. To, I mean, we'll see what the judge says. I don't know. When is the judge supposed to decide that case? I don't know. Did it say no? Don't know. But I, I, I don't know. My guess would be if Meadows couldn't get it, then I don't see how Jeffrey Clark can. I mean, Meadows, I think, had the best case for moving. But that judge said each one was going to be looked at, you know, on a case-by-case -case basis. So we'll see. But to me, it's like if Meadows isn't moving, I don't see how Jeffrey Clark is moving. Jeffrey Clark's like a nobody. So I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And um, Snoop's going on a total um, rant about I don't see how you people can vote for Trump. He doesn't support this, doesn't support that. He doesn't support you. He doesn't like you. He would never do, he wouldn't cross the street for you. Yeah. He's sort of been on that kick for a while though. But now he's running that again. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah. I mean, they're not going to really get that. They, he, they get something out of him. They see, he makes them feel like, like he's on their side. Mm -hmm. And and part of it is because sort of nobody else does make them feel that way, not even other Republicans. And he's just really good at that. I mean, he just really knows how to. And we talk, tap into those people. We talked before about the um, buoys on the Rio Grande and how they. Um, yeah, they got out. I mean, they got declared, you know, illegal, right? Inhumane. Yeah. Um. Yeah, four-year-old died. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, that pretty much sucks. Okay, your turn. Oh, I don't have that many today. What um, do you mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I didn't really want to talk about in the. What week. about the Iranian prison swap? Yeah, I decided not to go there. Did you? Don't want to go there? We the only thing I want to say is that. Most people were outraged because of the $6 billion that was um, released in addition, and everyone thinks that it's taxpayer money, and it's not. It's their own money back. 
Right, the release, and and even that is released under terms. It's not well. Just, it's yeah, it wasn't all released at once either. Right, and it's released under like a third party is is babysitting it, right? Right. So they don't just get to do whatever. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions there around right. that. Like you say, it's it's the, technically their money in in main in the main ways. Um. But. Uh, yeah, so let's see, what is my, I guess if I had to take some thoughts on that, I mean, it's it's one of those things that is hard, like, I don't envy the people who have to make these decisions, because yeah, you are kind of enabling bad behavior to do this, on the other hand, we've got people suffering in prisons, and um, I mean, it's the, it's it's sort of like, I think these are, some of these are probably kind of, you know, a better of bad choices, right? They're not, none of these choices are great. But I think that's the, um, you know, that's the, the big thing here is that, you know, if we, if we put controls on that money, which is, you know, managed by a third party and, and it's supposed to be, you know, safeguards. Now, how much will that happen? Um, you know, and what will they be able to use the money for? I mean, it's hard to say, like, you know, and I, and I think it's, but, but I think it's, a, it's a, it's a, you know, a better of a bunch of bad choices uh, to get some of those prisoners back. So, I mean, I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I just don't envy because it would be a hard choice uh, to make because you are enabling terrorism to a degree, right? You're enabling bad behavior. So uh, it's a tough one. But I, I, I think that's a better of bad decisions to, to make some of these, if you can make the deal, if you can structure the deal in, in a good way. And I think black and white calling it great or terrible, getting mad about it as a Republican or getting mad at it as, as a Democrat, you know, you're just trying to politicize a thing that we should be kind of talking about it together and making a call about what is the what is the best for the what's the best of a bunch of bad options and what's the best we can get out of it or what's the best way to make this work. I don't know, yeah. that, that's kind of where I come from on that. Okay. So I, I feel like it's been overly polarized, just like everything else is. You know try to make everything into a partisan black and white issue so people can get mad about it. But I think it's more complicated than that in this case. Okay, your turn. Well, you know, I've been on this kick with this archeology span stuff, right? <laughs> so there was a couple of things ran across, hit across my news this uh, week or across my radar this week. One is they, um, they found, the scientists have found a 300,000 year old fossilized jawbone in Eastern China that might belong to an another unidentified species of ancient humans. Because, you know, since we were kids, or since I was a kid anyway, there's way more species of ancient humans than there were then. Like there was like Neanderthals. Okay. And... Have you ever heard that joke before Mount Whitney? Was I know, but I'm just saying. What was the tallest mountain? In, in, in terms of what they were teaching us. They, were, they weren't teaching us about anything. They've they hadn't always, been discovered they've, yet. They've always been there. They're right. They're, they're just right. But there's so much more. Yet. There's so many more that are, you know, known now and, and categorized and broken down and there's all these different species now plus there's not a nice linear tree you know for this one to that one to that one like we were we existed in parallel and stuff like that mm -hmm. but anyway so this might be another um another species that has characteristics of uh both the uh, homo erectus you know with a prominent chin and also has um but i, I should say it, it has um it has the jawline 
is a thick jawline like Homo erectus, but also has a prominent chin, which is more like Homo sapiens. But they say this particular mandible still differs from what they've seen in other Homo, Homo sapiens. So it might be yet another species from the middle Pleistocene or Pleistocene. So from around, that's 126,000 to 800,000 years ago. David, Good. the earth is only 3,000 years old. Well, there's that. So there's that problem too. <laughs> but anyway, so I thought that was kind of, we'll see where that goes. I think it's too early to know for sure what they found. It could just be an odd individual, but um, it might be a new species. So we'll see. Interesting. So how many species of humans have there been? There's so many now. And it also depends on where you draw the line and what's human and not. But if you even go back to just the earliest ones that were much more human-like to today, there's so many that, you know, there's the what are the Denisovians, there's the Homo, uh, the European one. I can't remember what that one's called. I mean, there's so many now. European. And I'm going to do a, yeah, well, it's, it's, I want to say it's, uh, there's so many now. I can't remember all the names, but, and a bunch of them lived together at the same time, including hom with Homo sapiens in many cases. Um, so there was overlap. Now, obviously not some of the most ancient ones weren't at the same time, but, but there were several at the same time, uh, at least for a while until Homo sapiens sort of wiped everybody else out. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch now. And where was it found? In China, in a cave in China. And you did, you did the whole thing last week about the uh, art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had a, yeah, Homo heidelbergensis is the one I was talking about it was sort of one of the European ones, right? Um, but now they're talking about they might even change that name. There's Homo rudolphinensis, there's Homo habilis, there's Homo erectus, there's Homo florensis. Are you saying them in order? Uh, I don't think these, I don't think there isn't necessarily an order per se, although there is, I guess, the older ones would be Homo erectus, Homo habilis, Homo rudolphinensis, and then other ones that are kind of along the same rough time of the Heidel, Heidelbergensis, and the Neanderthalness, and the florensis. And so those, actually many of those lived together with Homo sapiens or, you know, their time, they had time that overlapped. Um, but anyway, so many human species now, these, um, you know, closer to the more modern humans. Yeah, there's Habasus, he was the handyman. He was 2.4 million years ago. Yeah. 2.4 to 1.4 million years ago. That means that uh, Habasus was around for a million years. Right. And during those times, you know, very small number of technical changes, right? Technolo technology changes. They pretty much all that time for hundreds of thousands of years, they had sort of the same technology, like things didn't change that much. Um, so, and also since, you know. And that's amazing to think about how long that would be. So time before, before there's AD and, and BC. And so BC counts down and AD counts up. So that's where it gets kind of confusing. Yeah. So Erectus was around from 1.89 million years ago to 110,000. But those numbers are so big, change that by 2,000 years, it doesn't really change. No, I understand. Anything. I understand that. But yeah. I'm also saying, okay. When you get closer to the what? common era, then those numbers matter, mean a little bit more. So um, Erectus was the uh, enduring hiker. Did you know they had these little names with them? <laughs> I didn't know they had the little names. So we had the the tool man, the enduring hiker, and Rodolphins, Rodolphinus. Mm -hmm. He's the stranger. And and this is the one that overlaps 1.9 million to 1.8 million years ago. Well, that with the ancient ones, right? But some overlap yeah. with more modern ones. Like so, there were Neanderthals and 
Homo sapiens. And this doesn't have, and where's then, the Den, Den, Denisovians? I think they're on a different branch. And then Heidelbergness, that's actually not that far ago. That, that's the hunter. When they were um, arrived on the scene in Europe and Eastern Africa, they were smaller, wilder humans, and they first lived in cold spaces. So that was 700,000 years ago to 200,000 years ago. Yeah, this that chart that I was just looking at didn't have the Denisovians, which is a whole nother one. Well, um, let me see. That may or may and not the, be in your list. It was in the lower and middle Paleolithic. The synthesis is the Hobbit, commonly known from they were found. The remains were found in 2003 off the islands of Flores in Indonesia. And yeah, they're known as the Hobbit. They had some stone tools. Well, and some of those earliest stone tools were kind of just one big chunk knocked off of a big rock. You know what I mean? Like they weren't very sophisticated. And then these are the Neanderthals. So that was a Neanderthal, the Neanderthal thinkers. Mm -hmm. And that was 400,000 to 40,000 years ago. Right. Shorter, stockier than us, but had brains that were big. They're bigger than ours. Bigger than ours. He lived a tough life. They had bones riddled with fractures. Okay, and then what was one you were looking for? The Denisovians. I haven't got there. Is it in your list at all? The, the, the Nadalian, the Enigmat newcomer. They were in South Africa. There's not, not much is known about them. And that was 335,000 years ago. And then there is the Luzon, Luzonesis. Okay. The Pulmet, the Pulmic Finder, small caves in northern Indonesia. Right. A lot of these are named after the places they were found. Yeah. So that 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 uh, there's only eight they said, and this was that was a very recent article. Okay, again, I'm going to ask you, which one are you looking for? The Denisovians. They were dentists? <laughs> I don't know. They're not on this list either, so I think you're making it up. I am not. I'm looking at the Smithsonian list. Well, I'm telling you. Well, I'm telling it's you. It's another subspecies. I'm telling you. archaic human. And... But anyway, my point, what, what was my original point? Just that. No idea. Well, just that there might be yet another species found, yep. right? Or another subspecies, or another species of, of hominid found. Um, pretty fascinating stuff. You are getting into this. Yeah, well, and my second story about that is um, the archaeologists also uncovered what they believe is the oldest known wooden structure and, and suggests that ancient humans performed advanced woodworking as early as 500,000 years ago. Now, usually when they find these sites, there's no wood stuff there because these are all these soft materials that mm -hmm. don't survive, right? And mm -hmm. The only thing they have are sort of the remnants, like if there's an arrow, there's the arrow head, but there's no right. shaft anymore, stuff like that. So, um, well, in fact, that's way too early for there to be arrows, but you know what I mean? When that kind of stuff happens, we find these rocks and other things. But so, yeah, so I don't know, in this case, it's very unusual to have 
a wooden structure survive in some some way that they could identify it so that's kind of crazy wouldn't that would be what they known as petrified yeah you'd think it would have to be right that's kind of what i was thinking because if it dries out it just goes to dust right it goes away so it'd have to be somewhat petrified preserved somehow yeah right it had to be in some way that it's i don't know yeah technically i don't know if it's technically petrified or not but yes it would have to be somehow preserved in some manner like in mud or something yeah exactly like in mud or something but <laughs> you're just going to repeat everything i say i'm just going to repeat everything you say probably <laughs> if you say something smart <laughs> then i get credit for it <laughs> no but that's the idea like sometimes i think they do get like the, like the Utsi guy although that's not anywhere near that old but the Utsi iceman guy that he was preserved really well because he ended up you know somehow getting getting into ice really quickly and ended up you know, sort of being preserved in he ice. He got flash frozen. He more or less got flash frozen, right? Here, I, I repeated you again. Because <laughs> I said something smart. Yeah. So anyway, but I thought, oh, so that's right. interesting that they found, and so this wood, you know, shows that they actually worked this wood. And that's 500,000 years ago. That's a long time ago. That's very early in human yeah, history. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, what I'm saying doesn't surprise me at all, but it wouldn't surprise us because we're used to these massive technological changes happening really quickly. I'm saying things stayed the same for, for hundreds of time, thousands of years. But they had tools. I'm not saying they had a They had more or less the same tools during but, that whole okay, time. But David, I'm not saying they had a lathe or a table saw or, you know. Right, but I mean, every time we, we discover the, something but, like that, it's a whole new technology that like, Right, but they had they had axes. They weren't metal yeah. axes. They were uh, stone. stone axes. They had axes. They also they were had, mostly and hand bones, axes, and they had bones. They had bones and things like antlers. Right. So the, what I mean when I guess I don't know what kind of woodwork you're talking about, but it would make sense to me because they have time. They have nothing but time to make this stuff. It's not like you know. Well, those stone tools take a long time to make. Of course. So they had to do that. And then doing woodworking and stuff is also saying, look at these great tools. I can do this. I, that doesn't, it does not surprise me that they did pretty elaborate woodworking. That doesn't surprise you because you're used to modern no, times. No, that's not. When technology changes at this incredible pace, things didn't change for hundreds of thousands of right. years. And part of that was you didn't have Wikipedia. You didn't have they weren't writing anything down. So you started from zero pretty much at birth, right? So you could only learn what you could learn in a lifetime. You didn't have well, you did, this knowledge base. You did have a village. I'm not going to say your parents. You did have a village. You did learn stuff from your villagers. How much, though? I mean, that's what I'm saying. How, they didn't. But, okay, so. And also, hunters and gatherers necessarily didn't have a village until much later. Right, but. We were hunter and hunters and gatherers but for a you long time. But you were not isolated. You had to be with people. Otherwise, there'd be no Otherwise, more, you'd be dead. No, right, and there'd be no other hunter and gagglers. 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 But <laughs> if you have a village, you have a village. It's not, and everybody in that village is not at birth intelligence. Well, so I'm you saying. you learn stuff. No, stop. But I'm saying there's stop. no place to, I mean. <sighs> I think it's hard to imagine how technology stayed the same for so long. I don't think that they have like lemonade stands sitting up and stuff. I think, but I do think that their tools did. I mean, they, the tools did get handed down when grandpa died. Well, that's what I'm you, saying. It takes you a life. That's what I'm saying. It takes you basically a lifetime to learn how to make those tools. I understand that. I completely understand. So that, you don't have time I, to learn much else. But you, but you don't, everybody doesn't have, everybody doesn't have to make, 
their own tools that there are tools you share no in the beginning that's the problem there what that didn't that didn't happen until later when when how long were these people when around? we started specializing I don't, uh, well i mean millions of years right I mean, right exactly so so nothing changed for all that time is what i'm telling you because they didn't have specialization until much later like I, okay i get it I i'm get talking it. within but i get it but if they made a bowl out of stone when that person died that bowl out of stone's not gone it's still in the village yeah yeah so i mean there are things that did and you're trying to say nothing changed nothing changed you're born and you just have to have to learn everything right where do you think you learned it there is a village there is some right sort but of i'm saying it takes no, a lifetime stop. <laughs> it does take a lifetime but so your lifetime's over and you did transfer some of your um knowledge even i mean okay let's 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 go back and like maybe we're thinking you you think that i'm thinking that they're way too human they're more human than than what i'm thinking they're more these guys what their language was we don't know what their language was it was probably very much a lot of grunts and it wasn't a, an elaborate language like we had but they probably had sounds that were, meant things you had to learn those so you can't say that things did not at least involve very slowly i get it very slowly but things did that there were things in that village right that got handed at, down absolutely but like I say it got handed uh, down because uh, because you had to learn it all so right. you spent your whole life learning enough to live right but so you, there wasn't time to go off and learn study new technologies you know i'm not saying you told you i'm saying that 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 they i think that they could do pretty and maybe i'm no don't know how elaborate this uh woodwork thing was yeah but but it doesn't surprise me that they did well i'm saying it wouldn't surprise us because we're so used to how no, the modern times work right. no i mean i think what's it doesn't surprise you that nothing changed for hundreds of thousands of years no that should but, be more shocking that nothing changed like that would be a world that's hard for us to imagine a world but, that every generation has basically the same life and the same tools Right, because and the same inventions. But you okay, could but let's go back to generation what, after uh, generation. Why do you not let anybody say anything? <laughs> so what was the intelligence level? They were smart. They were smart. Okay, then there had to be some sort of um be some sort of uh you know right expansion of knowledge. But, but I'm saying there wasn't because you spent your whole then life. They weren't learning. smart. You were, had to spend your whole life learning the eight things you needed to know, the 15 things you needed but to know. But if they live. were smart, they could learn them by the time that they're two. There's certain things that you're going to learn. David. You can't learn to make those stone tools by the time you're two. Well, I know, but it takes a lifetime. But also, you can't learn how to be a good hunter by the time you're, you're two. But when you're born, you don't, you're not born into a village that has no stone tools. There are stone tools there. You can see them. And yes, your job is you got to make some more stone tools. They break. I get it. They wear out. I get it. I totally get it. I, I think it's it's harder to fathom the idea that, I don't know if I want to put this in it. It's hard to fathom the idea that um, nothing changed for so many generations. Like, I think we have a hard time with that thought. I think that you think that people have a hard time with that thought. I, I just don't think we can comprehend it because we're used to things changing so fast. But I also think that when we all we see and we just assume this new uh, invention happens all the time. Uh, why do you do that? 
I also think that we <laughs> welcome welcome to arguing with David and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that we assume that their intelligence level was similar to ours. Well, it depends on which hominids, but they were they weren't dumb. They were smart. But David. Okay, what was their intelligence level? Well, I mean, the different different ones have different brain cavity sizes, but... But it does brain cavity size um, equate intelligence? Yeah, but let's take, does it equate to survivability? Not always, right? right. Because if you look at Neanderthals, our main reason we think we survived them and we out, we outcompeted them is because of our social skills, our social ability to work together in massively large groups. So not... 500 people or a thousand people, but or organize hundreds of thousands of people. Right. And, you know, and that's what humans are good at. Right. And there's a, and there's a whole different reasoning for that. I mean, that I mean, they well, it's something about our evolutionary niche. Right. But also these people didn't, it wasn't like they traveled and goes, Hey, there's a hundred thousand more of us over here. Well, no, what I'm saying, that's part of it is they set up trade, you know, between different peoples and stuff like that. And those kinds of things existed. But there weren't the numbers that there are, in concentrated numbers that there are here uh, that we, as time went on. There wasn't constant, like, okay, we live in a little town of 100,000 people. Right. And there Is was, that 100,000? I don't know if it's that I many. I don't think it's that many. But, I mean, did were there uh, enclaves of 100,000 people? No, there's no enclave, but I'm just saying that... Um, Homo sapiens seem to be the species that did large scale socialization, social coordination, that nobody else really did that. Like, you know, Neanderthals could coordinate a hunt of 20 or 50 Neanderthals, but they couldn't coordinate a thousand. And they all had tools. They all had arrows. They all had tools. To well, hunt. some had arrows towards the end. Towards the, arrows come a lot later than you think. Well, okay, but they had tools. They, yeah, they had spears and they had. They probably knew how to snare. No, there's no evidence there was any way to, that anybody did snare. So how did they hunt? With air, with uh, spears. Spears, okay. So they had spears that probably needed to be replaced after every kill. Maybe not after every kill, but yeah, they uh, would, they would wear out. Well, and they actually sometimes did things to try to get the arrow, the spear head back. Right, because not with that lucky spear. Well, and they, they were took, no, because it also took a long time to make that, that point. It took a long time to make that point. And there were probably people back at the village making those points. No, that's the thing. No, this specialization. No, this specialization. No, <laughs> the science is showing us that the specialization didn't occur until we started to do like farming and setting up villages and being more in one place. Before that, everybody knew how to do everything. I understand that. You didn't but... have specialization like somebody over here is making arrowheads. No, one one day you make a spear tip, the next day you hunt. Okay. One day you do this, everybody I, does I refuse it. to believe that if you're in a village of people, that you, whatever your name is, if you had a name or they, I'm aware of that, but you, your individual had to make your own spearhead. It was stop, stop, stop. And there was other people all around you. You quote unquote had a family. It may not have been recognized as the family unit like we recognize it. I get that, but we don't know. But I refuse to believe that it's not like you're sitting next to your to Bob who's who's making spearhead spearheads like crazy. It's not gonna throw you a spearhead and then you've got your you're making the body part and give you the body part. 
you can't you refuse to admit that because you're thinking of how modern life works i'm telling you that scientists tell us that that's not how it works you didn't have specialization how do they know that i don't, I don't, remember call, I don't know ways. why you call it specialization this is just survival tools this is like when are you saying that when you killed when you made a kill you didn't share it with the village you might have sh shared it but you knew how to make the knife you know how to make the the everybody chips. knew everybody you know how to make everybody shafts. did you know how to make everybody did you know how to you know you had, you had to know saying, it all and you're saying that they couldn't come back you have, if you came back from a hunt and you you were a great hunter and you broke all your spears that there's not someone there going wow thanks here's some spears for your meat well i mean i suppose you could say exactly how that would happen but you'd have to eventually make your own own of own course you would of course to make you your own would. tips you have to know how to do it all of course you would have to know how to do it all <laughs> I, but, but I, i'm saying later you didn't have to know it all because there were specialists but you right but right? there was more people there too and there was larger villages well and there the, was no more it, was the same, it was roughly the same number of people but they started to, to do you, more agrarian I don't think living was, i think the villages got bigger well, when we started farming, actually, our diet got worse for a while until we figured out how to farm. We actually were sedentary more. We weren't taking, you know, and, we the, and the food we ate wasn't very good. And we actually, it was worse for a while, but then, you know, then it got better. But worse than, worse than Snickers, actually, Snickers aren't that bad for you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so, but yeah, a lot of that didn't happen until much, much later. I'm talking like this isn't that far into our past. Like, you know, we're talking, these are hundreds of thousands of years. This is like 10,000 years, you know, that this other stuff happened, right? So, I mean, I think that's where- I'm looking at stuff that's a million years old. Yeah, but they didn't farm. They didn't do any of this a no, million but years they, ago. But I'm telling you, they shared their, not whatever knowledge they have, they shared it with their, their uh, troop. Well, yeah, but I'm saying yeah, nothing changed yeah. in a lifetime. Nothing changed. The same generation, five generations before you did the exact same thing you do. Right, what your father taught you to do. No, their father, their grandfather, their grandfather, their grandfather, their grandfather, a million times. That's, but why did you say no when I just said yes? What's what your father taught you to do? I know it's more than your father. No, I understand. It's everybody has done this basically forever. I get and nothing it. changes. Our I life is exactly it. the same. I, why are you For hundreds yelling? of thousands of years. Like we can't imagine what that would be like. <laughs> because our life, okay. so much changes in a lifetime now. You must know this by now. Sometimes at first, we start having this fight like this. And at first I'm like, no, he's so, so wrong. But then you get so invested in saying what you're saying is total bullshit. And, and you just get so invested. You just don't let go. You can, cannot listen to the other side. <laughs> There's not another side. There is another side. Science that says this is how it was. But I'm telling you, that doesn't make sense. Right, it doesn't make sense because oh, we don't understand it because we're, we're used to how world networks now. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'm saying, no, why do you think I'm, I can't see that? Why do you think I can't see that? Because you keep saying, it's like, oh no, it's just like now where things happen here. Things I happen never here. once said that. <laughs> they had these things a million years ago. It's like, no, it was the same for I generation said, after generation. What I said, said was too, you don't think that at, at some point, okay, I can't just say your father because you'll freak out. You don't think that grandfathers taught people this? And then they said, yeah, but what if we turn this a corner? No, exa exactly. That's what they didn't do. They did do it. Very slowly. I'm telling they, you. But they took, did do but, it. Okay, after 100,000 years. So but that's they a, did. Oh, but no, you wait. admit you, they did do it. Right. I mean, these the things that changed from a million years here to, okay. to 10,000 years ago here, 
you look at that list, it's like, oh, they got a little tiny bit better at doing this. So point, then their intelligence got... level is not what we think it is. Slow down for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, even if you <laughs> take you one change, the face. one change it's that so happened amazing. in that hundred thousand years, that's a hundred thousand years. We we don't have we have no idea what that is, right? Because that's you you know we can barely fathom a few thousand years, ten thousand years. Now we're talking a hundred thousand years. Things did not change that much at all. No, they no they changed a tiny bit. I mean, they the did. tiniest, most they minuscule did. bit. They did. They had the same tools. You know, they lived the same way for generation after generation after generation. And you're saying they didn't share anything? No, they, I'm they didn't share anything. Did I'm say saying that. things didn't change. They had the same technology for all that time. I, I get that. No, but you but, keep saying, oh, but then they had a good idea. Do, 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 not a new thing. No, they had the same things <laughs> for generation after. And it's not because they weren't smart. It's David, not because they weren't smart. David. I mean, they weren't, they don't have the brain capacity we have. But that's what I'm saying. So the intelligence level was low. No, it's lower. But that's not the reason. It's like when your life is surviving for for your lifetime and you have to learn these 15 things to be able to survive. That's it. You don't have I time to reinvent new things. I get it. But you have to have a place to live. No, you don't. You don't. You're hunter and gatherer. You don't have a place to live. So you just lay on the grass. Well, yeah, exactly. You know how to make a you know how to set up a camp. You know how to set up a camp there, right there, right a basic there. camp. Yes, which is right like there. what you know what that camp might be, right? It might be smooshing down did, some grass did, and did, some leaves, did, right? And what do you say? Hey, if I do a few more leaves, <laughs> <laughs> you're determined to think that that's how it works, and that's what I'm telling you. It didn't change. Yes, it is. You can't say, same they thing said, for... they said it's not like they go. You could only have ten leaves. That's it. <laughs> it didn't change. People live the same way. I understand. The thing is, it's like we're arguing over the same goddamn thing. No, but you keep saying like, oh, they thought of this new thing. Yeah, after a hundred thousand years, they thought of a new oh, thing. Eleven leaves. That it took a hundred thousand exactly years to get to eleven leaves. Yep. Yeah, you're full of shit. Uh, well, I, all I could do is tell you that's how it was. That's what I keep telling because you because we you can't don't fathom know. it. Right? You ah, oh, you're the one that can't fathom that they they set up their camp with a few more sticks. Every time you're the one. I know because they didn't. <laughs> How do you know? Because they didn't look at these sites and see the difference between what what they were doing at this time and that time and that time and that time, and it was like it stayed the same. It it stayed for many similar. generations. <laughs> That's I, my point is well taken. People cannot accept <laughs> the idea that things stayed the same for hundreds of thousands. We can't imagine that kind of a time scale because our new iPhone comes out every two years. We just can't imagine that time scale is my whole point. <laughs> that things would stay the same for so many generations. I mean, we were in the stone age until like, you know, a few thousand years ago. That's 98 or 99%, depending on how you count, of human time span, right? Did you hear that this lady is suing Google? I didn't, I saw some other people suing different people, but what's the <laughs> lady suing Google? But we think we're out of time, by the way. No, we're not. How long have you been going? It's like forever. <laughs> okay, so listen to this story. This is pretty crazy. What What are you doing? If you're looking up more shit about Neanderthals, I swear to God. Well, I don't think this is working, but that's. Okay. I don't. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. So, um, 
Yeah, and so was there homicide in these uh, groups? I'm sure there was. Probably, yeah, and and some cannibalism. Well, yeah. See, that's a change. That's an invention. It's an invention. That's right. But no, Grandpa didn't teach me that, so I don't know. Can't do that. <laughs> well, some places Grandpa did teach it. Yeah, because it was part of their. Okay. How they did, how so, they so this lady. This is a very sad story, by the way. Okay. So. Um, this lady, her, uh, her and her husband moved to a new, um, new town in, um, oh shit, what town is this? Uh, North Carolina. And, um, some people that they knew were, um, helped them host a um, birthday party for their daughter. And she, at the end of the party, she took her kids home and her husband stayed and helped clean up and came later when things were, um, and it was a little darker outside. But he followed a uh, GPS, Google GPS, to get home. And it took him over a bridge that wasn't there. And because of the lighting wasn't there, he drove right off the bridge into the river and died. So she's suing him. She's also suing the owners of the bridge for not um, marking it better. Marking it, yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how this um, pans out. Yeah. Because, um, and also the thing is, is that, um, so look at this picture of this bridge. You just think if it was dusk or at night, you wouldn't know. You might not. Yeah. That's midday. Right. So, and that's also after he drove over it. So I don't know what damage him driving over it did, but, um, also there's, um, somehow they got, uh, Somehow we got referenced. Uh, she found out that other people had sent Google messages that this bridge was out and they never updated their map. Well, that sucks. What do you think her chances are? I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously we don't know enough details to know, but I mean, it's worth bringing up the case, I guess. Very sad, huh? I mean, certainly our we've had GPS send us to dead ends and other oh crazy my things. Oh I know. Send us through construction a, sites and all kinds of stuff. But not off a bridge. Not off a it's bridge. It's not yet. there. No, not not that hasn't happened yet. At first, I was like, "What, what do you mean? Then you, why'd you drive over a bridge? It's not there." And then I saw the pictures of it, and you could see that that could easily have been done. So anyway, so that so I had that as a. Uh, story of interest and I also have a story of interest here too is that um I'm just going to keep going because you're so mad at me right now <laughs> I'm not mad you are mad at me I'm not well we'll see how far it gets you <laughs> okay because that always comes out good for you when you're mad at me right mm -hmm. um so um this woman was found guilty actually she pleaded guilty um from embezzling $1.7 million from the men's warehouse mm -hmm. um, over how long a time? Um, she began submitting, uh, she began approving invoices and falsely stating the vendor was operating. Um, so she was just pocketing the money for, t and, um, okay, my thing just went crazy but guess how long she got um her her jail sentences 
Well, how much money was it? $1.7 million. And it's embezzlement? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably a couple years. That's it? I know. It sounds like she should get more. But it's kind of like red in your voice. It sounds like maybe she got too little. How much time did she get? She did it for over eight years. Wow. Okay, then I'll change my number to seven years. She's only going for 22 months. Wow. Okay. She's ordered. Does she have repra, uh, what is it, repercussions or whatever? You know, retro, what's the word I'm looking for? Where she has to pay Re back. Restitution. Restitution. That's the word I'm looking for. So she's going to, she goes to jail for 22 months and then she's got to serve three years of supervised release and start paying restitution of $1.736 million. But does she have that money? I mean, is no, that ever going to get paid back? No, she doesn't have that money. She's just going to have to start. She spent that money. so. But it just, white collar crime pays, by the way. Apparently, just yeah. Just going to say. 22 months and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, again, just another example. And this story was from our local uh, news channel. All right. Well, um, I'm going to skip some of my stuff and... Um, you know, and I'm only going to talk about this briefly, but because partially because it kind of introduces another case. But um, so, yeah, there was a new Pew survey that Pew Pew. Yeah. That people are not happy with politics. What? Now, what? What? <laughs> what? They're not happy with history either, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, this kind of talks about the exhausted majority kind of thing, although it's not doesn't really I don't think it exactly uses that term, but uh so some of the some of the main findings are only four percent of the adults say the system is working. Um, positive. Wait, what system? Well, like the political system. Um, That's vague. A growing. I know. Well, I know you have to kind of dive into that sometimes to see what they really mean. Growing share of the public dislikes both parties. Candidate choices are underwhelming, and the majority's back. Age and term limits and eliminating the electoral college. Um, so, and people are basically ultimately exhausted uh, by the political climate. So, hmm, someone should do a podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's this really good podcast. It's called um, Outrage Overload. The guy, sometimes he's kind of an <laughs> ass, but um, basically he's really compassionate. And he really gets into the meat of why people are outraged and why we're addicted to it. And um, I'll be one of the, I'll be first in line to say I'm so addicted to it. To the, to the outrage? Yes. 65% say they always or often feel exhausted when thinking about politics. 65%. Huh. So, um, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting little study and I'm going to probably be referencing some of this. Um, but that also leads me to my next little thing, which is part of like, here's why people are so exhausted by it. You probably saw that that Robert Menendez guy, the Democrat oh, from New Jersey. Oh, 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 look at that right there. He was indicted yesterday at three counts of federal bribery charges. And this is his second charge. He had an unrelated charge in the past. Right. And that he, that was a split jury. So it was a hung jury. And the most important thing is he plans to seek a fourth term in the next Senate. He does. The, yeah next year so it's he and his wife right yeah and his wife and yeah. so you know you wonder why people are kind of upset and tired of tired of these things you know you first you have what's his face in new york who's still in there with all the stuff he's done george this, santos george santos and then you got he's this got guy tight pants on. you know it's not always republicans this guy is a democrat yes he is so screw him too 
Yep. And um, he should he should go to jail. And then the other way that I wanted to get back to the dignity index, because this leads me back to that a little bit, that it's only loosely related, but episode 22, I don't care if you, you know, want to become a long-term subscriber to the podcast or if your friends do or anybody else, but listen to episode 22 of the Outrage Overload podcast. Tell your friends about it again, if they don't, maybe don't want to go the whole way out and subscribe and follow it up forever. But I really want to get this idea of the dignity, dignity index out there and go listen to it, learn about what it is and try to use it in, in your life um, and just see what you think about it. And, and then if it's interesting at all, please tell everybody you know about episode 22 of the Outrage Overload podcast. I don't usually beg. Today I'm begging. Tell everyone about episode 22 of the Outrage Overload podcast. We'll mention that again before we sign off. Okay. Um. So I am outraged about this. Okay. Um, so the um, freeway system in Los Angeles has, um, I guess, a little bit similar to, I guess, London, actually, not London, England, has the system where um, they're tracking your um, speed that you're driving. And if you're 11 miles over the speed limit, they're going to mail you a ticket. Right. What? Yeah, and doesn't seem very American, does it? No. <laughs> no. I mean, people have been complaining about this in the UK for a while, and sort of it, nobody's done anything. It's still still there. Well, the way they do it is they check your license plate going into the point A to point B, and then they then they check it and they see how fast you cleared that time. Exactly. Now, if you're getting off at any point um, during there, yeah, you get away. But right. This is, I think, this is crazy. Are we actually spending money on this? Well, I mean, like I say, it's they do it in England, and so like you so said, what? well, I know that's what I mean. So they're they're probably saying, well, hey, England gets all this, you know, the UK gets all this revenue from this, so maybe do they? Well, I don't know. That's, this is my me theorizing at this point. Okay, when um, they put up those red light cameras, um, right, that backfired. Backfired hugely, hugely, because those all those red light cameras were put up by a third party company. The city was supposed to be raking it in, not doing any work and just raking it in because they would get a, they all they have to do is give that third party company a percentage. And the amount of people that could successfully argue, right, dispute those, dispute yeah. those was the percentages were very high. And over, uh, after a five year period, um, those cities were making zero money still. So yeah. a lot of those cameras got pulled down. Right now, I think there are still cameras up everywhere, and that's more of I'm just scanning license plates here and there. But those, the databases, how long can they keep those license plate numbers now? I forget. Hours? I looked into this a number of years, and it was way longer than that. No, I thought it was. I thought they changed it. Maybe they changed it. I thought the ACLU sued and said, "Yes, you can go ahead and look, look at those um, numbers to see if there's, you know, like they said, well, what about Amber Alerts and." What stolen cars and well, the last time that I looked into this, those were kept a long time, and they was but but they did win a case that they had to make it public, so you could actually go into the database and see all the places they've tracked you. I understand that, but I I thought that I, so maybe, I don't know, and I think maybe we need you you need to make a note. I, I need to look into you this. Need to look into it on how long they can actually keep those records. I thought they. The um, ACLU argued said you can only keep those records 24 hours. Well, that would be good if they did that, but I doubt Maybe that happened. I doubt that happened. I feel like they're still out there and they're tracking us everywhere we go. Well, they are. 
So that's my, I don't know. That's but what they can't I, I can us, look into but it. But they can't give us a ticket yet. But they're, this uh, speed program is being tested in Los Angeles. Yeah, and it'll be curious. I, it will suffer some of the same issues about the challenges, right? I don't know. I, I think it will. Now the question is whether they'll be successful or not, those challenges, but we'll see. It certainly seems like a privacy thing. I don't know. Did you realize that that AG, Ken Paxton? Got acquitted. Got acquitted. I did realize that. Do you know I was sick to my stomach? When you saw that? Sick to my stomach when I heard that. Yeah, he gets to go back into the Texas house. It was... Um, At the house it voted to impeach him 121 to 23, but he didn't get enough votes in the Senate. So they needed to get 21 to convict. They never got more than 14. And I assume this again comes back to our political thing we were talking about that things are so divided, you'll vote for your guy, even if they probably were guilty. That's why Santos is still showing up for work every day. Well, and that's part of that why people are frustrated with politics. <sighs> but on a side note, in the um, journalists of the press pool, there was one, one kid showed up every day, one 13-year-old kid who writes his own newspaper. Oh, that's awesome. So what, how does this work? Well, you, you do reporting, you write a story, and then you publish it. No, but I mean, like, what? What's what do you mean by kid? Is he literally a student in school or is he like just a young journalist? One reporter stood out among the press covering the Texas Attorney General Pacton's impeachment, a 13 year old boy reporting for his own paper. Hmm. The 10 day tire who placed um, in the Texas Senate in the Texas newsroom, Sergio Martinez Beltran watched every minute of it from the State House gallery. And he soon noticed someone else in the gallery with perfect attendance who stood out among the gaggle of hundreds of reporters. So Sergio is not the name. This is the guy who's reporting that the 13-year-old Reporting about there. the report. Yeah. yeah. Reporting about the reporter. So he asked the kid why. And the kid said, well, partly for school and partly because my dad is a lawyer on the defense council and partly because it's Texas history. And I just want to be a part of it. And also, I'm reporting it on my own newspaper. It's mm. called the Grand en Enclave Bugle. Not a lot of people know about it yet. Yeah, well, you know, I have another episode coming out. But it's a print-only newspaper. Oh, really? Yeah. I have another episode coming out soon about the, or this idea of more, more talk. We talk a bit about sort of the problem of local journalism and how we need more of it. So I'm saying... Uh, Vincent Mazzara, you go. Right. I'm excited for you. I wish there was a better outcome and that you could report on better stories. But oh, there it is. So I've got my, my little story for the end when you're ready. Or it doesn't have to be the end. You can do something after that. But it'll be okay, the last I've one got one me. thing after that. So you do yours and then I'll do mine. Okay. So mine's the, mine's the apps. What apps do people use before bed and what apps they fall asleep to? And so this is like violating everything. You should not be doing this. I know probably everybody, most people on this call probably do it, but, but don't, don't doom scroll yourself to sleep. You should find a better sleep routine, but all, all the science says that. Okay. But 
people still do it. Yep. So um, 40% of this, those surveyed admit they scroll throughout before going to sleep, despite the research showing phone use affects your sleep. More than half of respondents think it helps them wind down at bedtime. 68% of respondents use their phones within an hour going to sleep. And on average, before bed use of WhatsApp increased by 195%. So WhatsApp is the new big one. So Yeah, but WhatsApp is like a phone call, right? It's, yeah, I think, no, it's got groups now. So people are using yeah. it like Reddit and stuff like that now, right? So yeah, the, the, these top apps, um, for how much, this is like, the, the way they did this chart, I'm really unhappy with, but um, it never really answers the question that it was supposed to a answer, which is which apps, right? Because this apps is, this talks about the apps that increase the most. But I think it's still but it's kind of confusing because other apps are still higher. But WhatsApp has increased the most, 195%. Snapchat is up. I thought Snapchat was kind of I thought Snapchat over. was dead. Twitter, or X, is up 133%. TikTok is up 88%. Um, Instagram is up 67%. And then messaging is up 35 Facebook is up 9 And YouTube is up 9 but the apps that, if you actually look at the apps people use the most, TikTok is um, one of the highest, and then WhatsApp, Snapchat, and um, and then Instagram. Those are sort of the, oh no, then YouTube, sorry, YouTube and then Instagram. So that's what people are falling asleep to, or the apps people are using at bedtime, um, for the most part. So, I don't know, think about what apps you guys are using, but... Is that, is that surprising at all? What apps would have you, you have guessed? I should have let you guess first. Um, it surprises me that um, Facebook is only up 9%. Yeah. And WhatsApp is up 195%. 195%. Yeah. So it uh, concerns I, me a little because there's lots of crazy stuff on WhatsApp these days. Well, who owns WhatsApp? Uh, Facebook. I mean, Meta. Hmm. So Meta has three of these players, right? WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook. Hmm. And Google has um, has YouTube. And what was Twitter up? Twitter was up 133%. It's kind of surprising. That's me. very surprising. Yeah. And what was it from when to when? Oh, I forget the time period they're talking about. Not sure. Well, what surprised you the most? I guess the WhatsApp. I didn't realize people were... It's kind of doom scrolling on WhatsApp these days. I didn't know you could doom scroll. Like I said, I think there's all these groups and stuff now. So it's like, I think that's what they're looking at. So we've talked about this before, and I'm just kind of furious about this. So another doctor, I have a doctor appointment tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sent me a thing saying, um, you, oh, haven't, here, download you, this app. you haven't downloaded your app. You can't go to your appointment to download the app. What does the fucking app have to do with my appointment? Right. I'm in the same boat because I'm getting these emails that I have to register online to see this doctor, which I who I've been seeing before. It's not like I'm the new patient, right? They already right. have they already have everything. They right. have it all on file there. Right. So I, I'm just refusing to do it. I'm just not gonna do it. I'll just go in there in the morning and deal with it when I get there. I said, yeah, please. This says you need to do it before your appointment. So maybe I'll do the same thing as you. And I'm like, just play dumb and go, oh what? Nah, yeah. Nah. Me old, me known to use email. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, so I have a um, I have a thing to close out. Okay. Are you ready to start closing out? Sure. Okay. 
Oh, we have somebody on the queue, though. Maybe we should see what yeah. they want. You want to let them in first? Or you yeah, want to yeah, 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 first? please let them in. Sorry about that. I hope you weren't waiting too long. Um, sorry about that. Oh, it wasn't the right button. Let's try this one. And hey, Hi. truly, Julie, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I was just listening to you talking about apps that were used before going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I discovered that I was on this app called Wisdom. <laughs> and yeah, it's 2.30 it's, it's in the morning, really. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll admit, sometimes I will put it in the, what I think it's called the for you mode, where it just kind of listens to, plays people's answers, and that kind of one after another. I, I will admit, I sometimes do that. It's strange, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, um, <clears throat> I remember years and years ago, you'd you'd have these kind of empty spaces where you just sat with yourself. Maybe you picked up a book and read until the, the book dropped into your own face, you know? I right. right. And now we almost position ourselves in our beds now so that we can just reach over and look even just pick it up and look what, what what's so important in the middle of the night that we've got to do that what's going on right yeah yeah you for know, sure i mean really... i actually have turned on the like the sleep mode on my phone now for that you know I've, where it's yeah. only going to let certain messages through because yeah that thing would rattle all night long I think the old-fashioned method of turning the thing completely off and <laughs> right. in, in the drawer and using you know, the old-fashioned alarm clocks to wake you up in the morning. Right. Because Let's go old school and yeah. mechanical yeah. switch, you know. I have a co-worker who does that. He just, just turns use, it off. Yeah. He uses, yeah. But he uses the old-fashioned alarm clock. Oh, like yeah. the, yeah. Like you have the to big wind, button on top and stuff. You have to wind it up and it's... And there's yeah. no um, snooze. Right, there's no snooze. And we, and we <laughs> laugh at him. Yeah, maybe and does he put right it track. as far away from the bed as possible <laughs> as well? I, I didn't ask that, but I, we did laugh at him now. But I think that's the other thing about these phones now is it's not just the apps and things that they offer you. They're very, you know, integrated into our lives, you know. Right. So we, we call on them so often. I mean, Google being something, you know, you'll be having a conversation and um, the conversation will veer to something that you're not quite sure about. And the first thing we all do is Google it. Right. And then, if you know, if we're not feeling well, we'll Google that as well. If, you know, we have some kind of issue suddenly arrive, we all grab for these phones all the time. They are so, you know, I almost think that evolution is going to derive a way of giving us an extra phone limb with a huge <laughs> thumb on it. So well, we, we I do think be... that the um, just the assumption that you have phone. I mean, even at work, at my job, they all. It's, I have to have like three or four different apps on my phone to function at work. Right. Yeah. Same. You know? Same for me as well. Right. Yeah. And and also like our office manager has even more because you have the alarm to the building and the and it's and I'm like, wait a minute. Remember back way back now, uh, here again, this is how old we are. Remember way back, they would give you a phone. Right. And so people would carry two or three or phones around. Yeah. And well, a page or two. And, and a all page or Pagers. If we just have that phone that doesn't really support those apps that we want, it's like you're expected to go out and get a new phone. Yeah. 
The other so, thing is also your training can be, be online as well. You know, you're training for your job and you have to have about 10 billion passwords as well. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to remember all this, you know, and then you even, you know, the company that I'm working for is you have to have several different ports mm -hmm. to visit to, to enable you to do your job and to keep fully trained up and everything, you know. So you've got cool. that sitting on there. Then you've got your family. Then you've yeah, got those your ex friends. expectations are pretty high, lofty. Huge, huge yeah. people's reliance on them to um, to function has has become massive. So surely the backlash then for us would be to do exactly as I said, unwinding during the day, giving yourself kind of a, a really good sort of figurative number, like maybe after nine p.m. You turn it all off, completely off, and put it in a drawer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just to give yourself that little space where, you know, especially for my age as well, I used to function quite happily without a right. It's really disrupted a lot of stuff, including conversation with people around me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Um, Thinking of um, when you go to a restaurant, actually, this is a great one. Um, I was sat in a training uh, course waiting for the training to start. It was starting at 9am. And as I sat in the chair with 70 other people. Oh boy. Can you guess how many of the 70 people had a phone in front of them that they were texting on or looking at 63 <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it was that it was shocking I, if i could have taken a picture of it i would have but obviously i can't take people's pictures without their permission these days <laughs> well it's interesting because even social situations like and I, and I have to say i i give credit some of the younger younger folks are kind of figuring this out and trying to do better about not using their phone as much so sometimes it's almost like these middle-aged people are almost worse but it's like it's so ingrained in like you're saying before about all of our behavior now it's like even social situations like you're there with 10 people or whatever the number might be maybe more and you'll notice like you say just every once in a while that person picks out their phone and looks and then that person picks out their phone and looks and even though like maybe everybody isn't on at once you could tell everybody's got a distraction every once in a while on those phones right mm. and it even can be a call in if you see someone on a phone you get yours out it's very yeah, strange yeah. Right. And the other thing I was going to mention just before I go was the change in the relationship with my partner. I've got a really good relationship with my partner. We, we're talking all the time and stuff. But I've noticed it, it, spatial gaps where he'll be on his phone and I'll be on mine. And if you just shut everything visual down and listen for sound, there'd be no sound. And yet we're hmm. in the same room. It's very, very strange. It's something that we definitely noticed. Definitely and I guess you could do that in the past in. With, with like magazines or newspapers or something. But yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon. It is because, I mean, with a newspaper or magazine, you're, you're going to be visually understanding that that person is reading a newspaper or a book. You'll be able to visually see it. These small, these phones are so small, really. <laughs> right. You know, and they're so distracting. So you could be having a conversation and then suddenly one of you will pick up the phone. Just 
And you'll say, what are you doing? And I'll say, I'm just checking the FT, say. I don't know, Financial Times or whatever. Just just an example. It's probably really the William Hill football, but we won't go into that. <laughs> but, yeah, it, they, they distract it and interrupt many, many times during a day. And well, it's just and something I've noticed. Well, and the social apps are even worse because even if they're not interrupting us, we still feel compelled to check them every once in a while. Like, I, I made that post. Let's see if anybody commented. I made that comment. Let's see if I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting attacked. Yeah, for it. I know. Yeah, let's. <laughs> it reminds me of Black Mirror. Have you ever seen the series Black Mirror? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. That is so, so well made because, you know, it is people valuing their their life essence, the, their very being on how many mm. likes they could get. Yeah. You know, if they didn't get likes, then they were failing at something. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's nightmare situation to me but we yeah the it. pressure is there for yeah. i think particularly it was there for a while for younger younger folks and it may not be as big now but you still hear it i mean people just like it's just constantly sometimes the first question they get how many views did that post get how many likes did that post get you know stuff yeah. like that it's like people you got to have better metrics on your life yeah really go live it first go go do some living rather than checking on a, a snapshot of your experience right there <laughs> and what are those yeah. likes worth in a year what are those likes worth to you that's exactly it in two years time will you remember that at all yeah and did it will that be life-changing for you yeah yeah right. absolutely anyway with yeah. that said i must get off this wisdom app because it's quite addictive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> take care lovely to talk to you thank you Bye, all right nice time to you have a Bye, good night Julie. yeah so you had oh there's somebody else in the queue yep you want to take it up or sure. you want to all right we got somebody waiting mary Kay. i don't think i've talked to mary Kay before Let's see what mary Kay has to say all voices matter. <laughs> All voices yeah. matter. You know, to me, well, social media, um, my God. This week is outage. My phone was outage, like 0%. Crazy, insane. Uh, I'm old school, by the way. And I love Julia. She's amazing. And so are a lot of people on this app. I never had the pleasure of speaking with you, but I heard you saying about doctor's appointment and this appointment. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I liked when Lisa said something like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm it's a good. flower. <laughs> so I, uh, I worked on the first Macintosh, not that I'm an IT person or anything like that, just business. But it's insane. Um, it, it truly is insane. Like, can you imagine my mom, 96, doing an app, uh, like, uh, you know, making an appointment? Well, that was the whole point, too, is I tell these doctors, because I, I take care of someone, and I tell <laughs> They say she needs to download the app. I said, she's, that's not happening. I don't, I don't know what, what you think is going to happen here. She, if you call, if you text her, it's going to throw her into a tizzy. She's not going to be able to answer it. Yeah, it, it, right. So please do not make her download an app. 
and um, uh, Lisa, I gotta say, I truly do love technology. I really love technology, but I'm not, you know, when it comes to uh, my age group, uh, technology back in the days were different. Apps uh, did not exist. Right, right. So, uh, but I gotta tell you something funny. So, uh, uh, about a week ago, I got a text message. I just checked it. I'm checking upon you. I'm like, <laughs> but it never went ding, 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 because I don't know. I did not silence anything. And then there was more. Are you okay? <laughs> this is like uh, two weeks later. Are you okay? Um, then uh, this is a friend of mine who is a doctor. Uh -huh. uh, are you good? So I just saw it. Like, why didn't that person who lives like two blocks away come and knock on my door? Or actually call the phone itself. Or call the phone. It was a text. Yeah, it's crazy. So is it a good thing? Uh, yeah, I truly do believe in technology. I believe in science. I believe in all these things. But what happened to the doorbells? Right. My sister, what happened to you? Are you alive? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? Yeah. Nobody's been here. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm thinking something else. Right. Like, no one showed up. Right. So why didn't you call the hospital, the police, or something to check on my door? Right. Crazy. Yeah, no, it's, 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 an e it's easy, too. It's easy just to pick up the phone and call. And they don't because no. uh, I spoke to someone that works in a hospital and uh, they said, uh, you know, it's easier to text because they don't have to know how I'm feeling. Right. And I can understand that. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. I mean, I, like say my, I called my doctor the other day. Um, well, the person I take care of, I called their doc, the doctor's office, and the 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 message on the phone said, "If you'd like to make an appointment, please text this number." Yeah. Know, I'm on the phone. Just pick up the phone. Yeah, because it's not as easy. I'd like a no discussion. One, no one picks up the phone. Like I had an issue with Amazon. I'm protesting Amazon. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, you know, I order from uh, Fresh Direct or whatever, they're uh, Whole Foods, and it went on and on. Uh, 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 they have to verify me. They have to do this. They have to do that. And I'm like, just fucking verify me. I give you permission. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I think really missing uh, so much there. Some things just cannot be handled in a text. They have to be no, a back and forth be. conversation. It cannot be because human interaction, human conversation could will never 
uh, well, I hope it does. I truly does. I hope it does, and it should be. Mm -hmm. um, the voice, uh, the emotions of the voice, and the Give me a word. Uh, it will not express right in a text or in a, even in a phone call or verification. I noticed that for me, especially sarcasm does not um, translate <laughs> well in a text. Right. No, it does <laughs> There's also that issue, like there's that whole sort of texting etiquette now to where like, you know, we're reluctant to call because people get mad and we call. It's a disruption. It's, we don't know if they're busy doing something. So we're we're super reluctant to transfer. I mean, not all, not to all people and not all the time. But I know in some cases we can, that can happen where you get reluctant to want to call because, you know, you don't know what they're in the middle of. And you don't want to interrupt it. Right. So, yeah, like know. I, I want to call my sister and I'm like, should I? Should I? Maybe she's busy. Maybe she's doing this. Like, we're not supposed to be calling anyone. We're not right. to, uh, verbally verbalize with people. Right. So uh, these are these are the downfalls or whatever you want to call it. And apps. Mm -hmm. And how do you interact? A voice is a fingerprint, right? It's good. Correct. It's perfect. <laughs> Banking, you know, financial institutions, they have my voice. But at the same time, what about family values that come, uh, that meet or like this privacy thing? Mm -hmm. I mean, how private are we anyways? We're uh, human beings. Well, and we're losing more and more privacy. It, in 1996, we uh, lost privacy by mm -hmm. signing uh, some form. That's how we were <laughs> able to purchase everything that we could get on the, online. Right. That's yeah, not privacy. That's, it's, a, that's it's the world we live in. Yes. And it's so sad. Like, uh, you know, if I want to call my mom and my brother picks up, He'll probably say, what the fuck are you doing calling at this time? <laughs> and I would be saying, why are you picking up her phone? Right. Because you're like three floors above her. Yeah. But she doesn't hear. She's 96 years old. So yeah. there's a lot of issues, a lot of micro issues, if that's the right word. Um, uh that's true. And, you know, turning off people, like shutting off your phones. What if there's an emergency? Mm -hmm. And it's it goes to a voicemail. Yeah, there are it a lot of them. You know, back in the day when we had phones on the walls, it didn't have voicemail. You no, we were we were talking about that where it's the uh, answering machine. We were talking about that today, huh? Yeah, we were. Yeah, answering machine with the tape in it. And, then, <laughs> and before that, you had nothing. Right, and then if someone yeah. called and you really wanted to keep that tape, then you had to <laughs> quick pull the tape out, and <laughs> right? Save it forever. And, yeah, you're never going to do anything with that tape. 
No, I think you I feel will. like you will though. I know. But, uh, All right. Well, I, it's... I remember, like, if I got a phone call, at, at, I never had an answering machine. That yeah. was like, a big thing. But God forbid, God forbid, in case. Oh, we yeah. lost you. I have a ten-minute window on that. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to wrap up? Are yeah, you... I have one thing to wrap up. Okay. Thanks for coming on, Mary. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. Um, you can uh, leave us a review on the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so these are just signs that you know you're getting old. Oh, yeah, these we are, need more of those. These are a Reddit survey. Oh, okay. So um, number one is um, we love our bed. Yes. We love the bed. We love to, we're getting ready for bed at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> Well, not too often, but yeah, sometimes. Um, I've been known. <laughs> I've been known for sure. And I mean, love the nap on the bed, not just on the couch, but the nap on the bed. Power so, nap. Yeah. And then this one cracked me up because this, your voice, I'm reading all the um, answers <laughs> this and it's so totally it's your me voice. me chasing the kids off the lawn? Yeah. Um, it's that you love your solitude. Said. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> what was this? <laughs> I just want some peace and quiet. <laughs> I enjoy being away from the crowds and group gatherings. And just, we went to something this week and you immediately go, how many people are going to be there? It's going to be insiders and be outside. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you're so up. You have a new appreciation for birds. Cannot relate to this. Mm, and I, I don't guess so. think this up. No. I mean, I don't know. I've always liked birds though. Yeah. And then um, you um, found a new joy of reading books, meaning that like you like the the visceral part yes. of it sort of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's probably because you have the time to do it. And also, when I was a day, we'd have the Scholastic Book Fair. Now, that was, that was some good times. <laughs> Our start as a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that was, that was so awesome. Uh -huh. I'd just go through that catalog and I'd circle the books I wanted. Mm -hmm. And um, we love weekends with no nothing to do. We like it when there's no plans on the weekends. Weekends with no plans, free to get your personal projects done, simply relax and treat yourself, no obligations to go anywhere with other people. Perfect. Yeah, big thing for me on the book thing was kind of re-getting back into novels again because I had always sort of been, or, or for a long time I sort of been, you know, a lot of nonfiction stuff and either for work or for some other thing and um, really started doing a lot of nonfiction. So getting back into novels and yeah, that was a big thing for me. And also um, your your taste buds change. Hmm. You don't have as much. Uh, I still love nostalgia for children food. <laughs> I mean, you know, I still love the occasional total comfort food thing. Yeah, but you don't really love the quick like the McDonald's. No, I mean, occasionally, like you say, rarely, but yeah. yeah. Usually that's more out of necessity than desire. And the last thing is you have an unhealthy relationship with the history of human beings on Earth. Oh, wait, that is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. <laughs> and thank you for another week. And I look forward to arguing with you again soon. And what was I supposed to look up? I have to figure something out. Remember, it's on my homework. Yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. You have to do your own homework. I, I don't do your homework. You got you got to give me the assignment. <laughs> Cheers. Good night, Gracie. Good night. All right. Good night, folks. Thanks for oh, hanging out. Oh, don't forget with to us. listen to
Oh, uh, yeah. Outrage Overload. Outrage Overload, episode 22, is about the Dignity Index. I want you to listen, please. And even if you don't subscribe and become a long-term listener, I think that episode is really important. I really want to promote the Dig Dignity Index. And I also want to get your feedback about it. And hopefully it can make it part of your life. Good night. Good night.